A couple of things on the crime file, which is why we're bringing in our crime specialist, former homicide detective Mark Mendelson. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Uh, let's start with uh, the increased security at schools. Uh, six particular schools apparently were cited as potential targets in something that might have, you know, be about to happen on Friday. Um, and I guess the police just don't have a choice. They've got to step up security, even if this is probably some angry 11-year-old kid. No, you're right. They're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, because if they don't cover it off and they don't investigate it and they just write it off as a hoax or a mischievous prank um, and something happens, then uh, you and I are, be ha- are having a very different conversation the following morning. So they've got to cover their bases here. So you've got two different types, types of investigations going on. These threats were all made online. So there's a whole cybersecurity, uh, you know, prong to, to, to this investigation where they'll be looking at, you know, to identify the IP address of the person involved. And we all know that's going to bounce through a virtual private network in Reykjavik and there'll be search warrants and production orders. All that has to go in, in the backdrop setting, setting that. Then we've also got Friday as the quote unquote, uh, the deadline for this event to take place. Um, you've got parents, you've got teachers, you've got students, you have, uh, you know, administrative staff. Everybody is worried whether they say it's a, a hoax or a prank in the back of their mind. They're still thinking about it. So decisions had to be made. So what they've done is, uh, of course, increase the, the visible presence of police. They've uh, hired security officers. They're going to limit the access to the doors in the particular schools to, in order to ensure, uh, you know, that it's only students and staff who are authorized to be in the school are there. Um, they will have more people monitoring the halls. And it's that visible presence that uh, they're hoping is going to thwart any uh, ideas that this individual or individuals have. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, John, the big problem is and the big question will be, when do we pull all this off? Yeah. If nothing happens on Friday and hopefully, you know, nothing does. Uh, You've already set this precedent in terms of reacting to uh, anonymous threats. What do you do the next time and and the next time and the next time? And, you know, that's an administrative, uh, a tactical question that the the Peel Board and the Peel Regional Police are going to have to sit down and figure out. Just strikes me as such an unnecessary waste of police resources, of money, and the unnecessary stress this is causing to people. But like you said, you can't, you, you got to be, you got to err on the side of caution. There is no choice. They have to do this. And this seems to be a very measured response to, uh, you know, and, and of course, we don't know what's going on in the background. We don't know how close they are to, uh, you know, to identifying this person and finding out if it's the same one who sent all six of the, uh, uh, you know, school threats out. Uh, you know, so there's that whole underlying thing that we don't know. That might answer the question about whether anything has to be done next week, depending on the, on the police investigation. There's another case on the blotter this morning, and that is an arrest warrant being issued for a Toronto man who's wanted in connection with that woman who went missing more than a year ago now from Wasay and you and I have talked about this case before. I think the hope will always be there that we recover this woman, but I don't think we're going to. It certainly doesn't sound that way. Time is not on the side of the investigators and the family. What is good to see is that they've now identified another individual, this Mr. Davis, had taken out a warrant for him, and that's really good. Um, and his, his, his arrest warrant is in relation to the actual abduct, abduction up in Wasega Beach, as opposed to the initial assaults down in Richmond Hill. So we've got four people charged with various offenses uh, involving this young woman over, over the course of a month. 
Um, and they're still out uh, trying to identify the two individuals that they caught on security camera, which was on our website, which is of really good quality. They're still looking for the two of them. They're going to be associated to this man they want now, this Mr. Davis. Having said all of that, John, at the end of the day, there is no sign of life. There is no uh, proof of life. There's no ransom demand, anything. There's been no contact or communication with respect to, uh, you know, Elnaz Hashtemeri. And that that is, you know, the focus of the investigation. And that's the most frustrating thing for the investigators at this point. But, I, you know, all in all, you got to look at this, at this entire investigation as a whole, both the, the assault, Richmond Hill, and the abduction. There's been some really good police work. Um, they started with not much, and uh, it just seems like every month or so we're coming up with another person wanted, another person charged. So this is a good example of that sort of gumshoe type, you know, boots on the ground investigation that uh, that was required in this case. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Have a super morning, John. Mark Mendelson is a former homicide detective at Toronto Police Service. Now our News Talk 1010 crime specialist.